0: what's going on, everybody? This is Michael from Sound Sessions, and I have a very, very special guest. We're going to try to start something new here. Um, I have the one and only national music journalist, but he kind of focuses here in Chicago for the Daily Herald and the Chicago Now publication. Mr. Jim Ryan, what's going on, Jim?
1: Not too much, Mike. How are you? Thank you for having me. This is a a thrill to be part of sound sessions here today.
0: Of course. Well, we're connecting together. This is our own (laughs) thing right now. Jim and I, we had the great experience of going and checking out a show here in Chicago. It was, I think that the best word to use, it was extravagant and amazing. It was the one and only Reverend Horton Heat, who has a really great connection to, to Chicago. What's your history with the Rev.? My history
1: with the Rev, I mean, I think it's the Psycho Billy Freakout. You want to define the Reverend Horton Heat. I think those are the words to use. It's one of his popular song titles, but he's performed here so many times over the years, you know, since the, since the late 80s and into the early 90s mm-hmm. when he signed with Sub Pop Records and released a number of fantastic albums. But what a terrific residency last week at City Winery. Five straight nights of the Reverend Horton Heat.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. And I love the fact that these kind of things are happening now where these amazing bands can do these residencies and give maybe an audience who's never heard them before the chance to see them if they don't make them come on the monday night you can check them out on thursday and and the cool part was he he kind of shared some stories throughout his his musical journey that he kind of took us on uh, which was really cool because i didn't know anything about these songs besides okay uh the the guitar riffs and and kind of like the brass uh, underbelly of, of, of what he kind of wrote and to, to hear these guitar licks and then be like oh yeah by the way when I was playing Psycho Billy Freakout one time in, in a bar uh, <laughs> my bassist almost cut off his finger and spewed blood all over the audience <laughs>
1: he has amazing stories and I think that's kind of the beauty of these residencies that you can take a band that you know I've seen them at House of Blues I've seen them at Riot Fest that can play large places mm-hmm. and then you take them to a smaller place and you give them five nights and they can kind of spread out maybe they can cover some material they don 't normally get to in a regular set, but, like you said, I think the stories are especially from him because he 's a
0: particularly good storyteller mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. he and he was really into it, and his seeing him. That close was very, very cool too because most of the time I'm listening to him in my earbuds or in my car and getting to see him that close and so passionate yeah. about his music was a really cool experience. And uh, another cool thing about that was the City Winery itself. I had never been to this okay. music venue here in Chicago. What do you pre- think?
1: It's pretty great. Uh, you know, usually – it's seated it's full it's all it's the entire floor is seated for an event at city winery this was unique because they pulled the tables off of the floor Mm -hmm. and you had a general admission floor and then for the people who wanted to sit and who wanted to eat and drink they could still do that because there were seats at the back but uh it was a really it's an intimate setting i think i think when it's a seated performance it only holds about 300 something people Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they get some pretty amazing acts in there i've seen lindsey buckingham there prince has been there i mean they get some great acts for such a tiny room so it's it's pretty spectacular did you say Prince was there Prince, at one time? Prince performed there after, at like one in the morning, after performing at George Lucas's wedding on the <sighs> South Side. What? <laughs> that's a night right there. Oh my gosh, yeah. that—that's crazy that that would even happen. happen. It's a, that that was a thing.
0: Man, that <laughs> guy you, worked could you so being hard.
1: At both of those events. <laughs>
0: Uh, for one of, first of all, I'd be like, George, I, I love your movies, but why did you invite me to your wedding? We barely met, my friend. So that'd be kind of crazy. That's but... the power of sound sessions, though, my friend. <laughs> yes. He's like, Oh, I'm a huge fan of your uh, WGN radio podcast sound sessions. Can't stop right. listening to it. Loved your interview with the Chainsmokers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I love?
1: Getting back to the rev real mm-hmm. fast, what I think is, is a beautiful thing about his particular performances one, how engaged that crowd is, because you get the people who will come in and swing dance and, and do the dancing and dress up because you know it is kind of the reverence music at its best it, it is kind
0: of a period piece it's a throwback to that 50s culture yeah you are and- dead right and they and they keep it I guess contained in a way because they're the way that they look and the way that they dress and the huge upright base on the stage mm-hmm. and everyone is like doing their dances around yeah. there I think at one time am I wrong that a, a, a kind of a swing dance kind of broke yeah. out a swing dance competition there, there were a lot of couples doing that
1: and that's the case every time I see them there was actually you know usually people are even more dressed up than what we saw and maybe that was because we saw it on a Sunday night which you know yes not, not exactly rock
0: and roll a Sunday night but a lot of tuc- in shirts i saw jim (laughs) there were a couple and there (laughs) there was a lot of wine (laughs) a lot of wine yeah that's right but uh, Uh, it was good good thing that they had those ipas (laughs) for us to try though (laughs) i don't know if i could i could be drinking wine and listening to the reverend horton while swing dancing while swing dancing (laughs) uh yeah while uh seeing everybody around me and then and it was a ballroom with like chandeliers and everything so not only are you and i uh checking out the rev on stage Behind us, like you mentioned, there's all these people like in a fancy... It's like fine dining. Of fine dining <laughs> outfit.
1: We couldn't even find the bar at one time yeah. at the City Winery. It was amazing. You know, you got to go back on a night when they when it is a fully seated show because mm-hmm. that's... That's really something because you literally, like, I've seen the punk band X there, for instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody was seated and people, you know, eating during the performance and there's glasses clinking. It's interesting because you get a little bit of a different ambiance, especially for a punk show, but you got to go back for a seated show. If you thought that was interesting, you definitely.
0: Okay. I'm, I think I'll do that one of these days. But <laughs> so let's get back to the history of, yes. of Reverend Horton Heat because this is a man that is pretty much. I, th- I could think we can fairly call him the godfather of rockabilly music. Sure, I at mean at this point, sure, it's- absolutely.
1: You know, he's, he's from Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. and another in the fine tradition of guitarists who've come out of Dallas, Texas. I mean, well, out of Texas, anyway, you, have, you know, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. You have uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. And I think, to me, Jim Heath, the Reverend Horton Heat, uh, extraordinarily underrated guitar player. The ma- you, you said godfather. Let's call him the godfather of the Gretsch. Yes, right? because no- yes. Because nobody plucks a Gretsch guitar quite like the great Jim Heath.
0: That is so true, and he even called out to Gretsch and the fantastic work that they do on their amplifiers. And I guess he couldn't even play on the Gretsch amplifiers because what was the situation? there? like they weren't able to be shipped or something like that. Uh, They broken down.
1: Normally, I I think normally when they tour, you know, they bring their own uh, equipment to each city. And because of the fact that they're doing, they're going from here straight back to Austin, Texas, and each one is a five night residency. So it was harder to uh, ship the equipment like that because normally it would just go. It wouldn't go from Chicago to Dallas. It would go on a bus from yeah uh, fifteen cities in between. Good point. Uh, Good so point. they were working with Gretchen. They were they were working with a Chicago amp company, Victoria Amps. I believe that's is, right. Believe, Victoria Amps shouted out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then another local connection there. Uh, they've got a new drummer now. Their old drummer Scott Chirillo, was a Chicago guy too, but. Uh, just a, a pretty fierce. They, they they include so many different things because there's there is there's elements of punk. You've got the rockabilly, which is the big one, but there's surf. And when I spoke to Jim Heath last week, and that internet that interview is up at Chicago Now. You can you can go to ChicagoNow dot and search Jim Heath or the Revan Horton Heat, and you'll find it. But um, you know he spoke quite a bit about his love for that '50s culture, growing up post World War II, where there was this kind of explosion of creativity and. It kind of it kind of crossed into cars, it crossed into music, it crossed into furniture and fashion and all of these different things, and he embraces all of that as part of the Revan horton heat
0: yeah absolutely it's it 's really, really cool to hear that kind of background because he in in my head, you know as somebody who 's looking on the outside looking in as far as these shows go and, and, and as far as music goes. How you're able to build this character where you're going to throw caution to the wind and become a musician, one of the riskiest jobs you can possibly have. You're either going to be a millionaire. uh, (laughs) Or a pauper. (laughs) Or a pauper. (laughs) With very little in between, right? And especially if you're growing up like post-World War II, like you had mentioned. And, you know, having a guitar, I assume, would be very – Luxurious thing to come by, and then to just practice in your bedroom every single day until you get to that point and him to still do it today and be at the top of his game is just is just phenomenal and it 's a very interesting thing you mentioned about how how it, during this time this music kind of built his character mm-hmm. and i I felt that really showed through when we were watching him on stage and he was telling these stories
1: cars and guitars those are the two he kind of really signal singled out because um Like you mentioned, it was a luxurious thing to have. And then all of a sudden you've got this explosion of of creativity and culture where, you know, kids suddenly have their own cars and they can turn music up really loud. All of that stuff influenced him at a very young age. Mm -hmm. And yeah, cars and guitars were the two we kept coming back to, particularly those two items as a symbol of both freedom and an escape. Because really music at its best... You know, the car is an escape, right? It's it's that ability to go wherever you want. It is freedom. And I think music, you know, we kind of talked about the fact that music, at its best, is that escape, too. It allows you to kind of hit pause on regular life and escape, even if it's, you know, within the confines of a two-and-a-half-minute pop song.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> so succinctly put, Jim. I'm so you. glad you joined the show today <laughs> so I can have somebody who's actually smart speak to us. <laughs> instead of my mindless babbling all the time. Uh we got we actually have to give a quick shout out to uh the opening band too that we kind of oh God, stumbled upon too. The uh, let me look at my shirt real quick. <laughs> the Delta Bombers from also from Texas. Yeah. Great guys. He, I, uh, any band that can sing as as powerful as this lead singer sang with a beard. I think everyone had a beard except for the bassist. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, it, were they a trio by the way? They were, um, I think they were a quartet. It was a quartet. Yeah, because it was drummer, bassist, guitar, and then singer, yes.
1: That is what kind of amazes me about both of those acts, that two acts that create a hell of a lot of sound with yeah. not a lot of members. I mean, because the Rev is a trio. They're, they're the epitome of a power trio.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's and really great. You're, you're so dead on. And this, the Delta Bombers, they had the uh, the electric guitar, but then the lead singers played acoustic, which mm-hmm. I feel like that was perfect for a room like the City Winery because it filled so much sound. And then hearing that upright bass and that, that quick high-hat kind of beat-based drum was... I mean, there was nothing better. I was actually planning on staying just for a, f- a few minutes during that show and i Definitely almost say till the till the end I yeah because the it's the so great
1: compliment you could pay them actually and it was it was nice how how uh, well versed they were in local knowledge uh, the delta bomber specifically called out chess records yep it was yep. clear they knew the history of it as they covered some tracks that were recorded there and, and again it, it all draws back to that 50s culture but you know certainly chess records in chicago a huge part of that then
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely so let's get on our leather jackets (laughs) and go see them again very soon and drink wine and drink some wine Uh, Jim where can we find your stuff chicagonow.com backslash chicago hyphen at
1: hyphen night Uh, that's the Tribune's blog site Uh, so I I post a lot there Uh, chicagonow.com if you search Jim Ryan uh, Chicago at night you'll find it Uh, all of this gets posted on Twitter Mm -hmm. at Radio Jim Ryan and uh, also write for the Daily Herald have a piece uh, that's up now an interview with Billy Corgan
0: Geez. There you go. He's keep, taking over the world, dizzy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. And go and check out the Reverend Horton Heat. You can search him on Google. Find him anywhere you can. Pick up his music and listen to those guys, the Delta Bombers 2. This is Michael from Sound Sessions. Jim, thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you.
1: This is like a really great night